Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Chris and Liza. How's it going, ladies? Great. It's great, actually. Excellent. That's good news. And you know where else we have some great news from? Walt Disney World. Is it just Walt Disney World, or are there other lands and destinations? Well, it's just related to Disney World right now because park hopping is returning, all-day park hopping, that is, beginning January 9th. Uh, This announcement was made earlier in the week, and uh, it removes the 2 p.m. restriction that we've seen in place since the uh, post-COVID reopenings. Um, And also on that day, reservations are no longer required and the dining plan returns. So January 9th is going to be a big day at the Walt Disney World Resort, and yours truly will be there to cover the ensuing chaos. Yes. Oh, that's awesome, Tony. Yeah. I can tell you this. This was one of my favorite announcements that they have made for a long time because I was so tired of having to schedule my hop. Right. Yeah. Because, like, say, for example, you want to, like, if you're at a park like Animal Kingdom where you only really need maybe three hours if you've already been there a few times before. And, uh, you know, and then you're like, okay, what do I do? You kind of have to have lunch there or whatever because you got to kill some time. It kind of was really inconvenient. Oh, good. Yeah, luckily I go with Cheryl, and we all know that she is budget uh, conscious, so we never purchase the hoppers with the extra cost. She's always a one-day ticket person. Oh, no. I love to hop. However, that will change beginning in January once she activates her annual pass. Are you doing one as well? I am not. Not right away. Okay. And is that just because of your work schedule doesn't allow, you know— um, no, I, I think I'm going to wait a month and, and pick, pick one up. They're really expensive. That leads us to our next story. That's right. They are really expensive because on the same day they announced that hopping would be returning, Disney announced a bunch of price increases at both Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, let's uh, shoot over to Anaheim first. Uh, they increased the cost of their Magic Key Passes, their single-day and multi-day tickets, their Genie Plus base price, and their theme park parking cost. Uh, Those all went up effective October 11th. And over in Walt Disney World, they raised the cost of parking. They raised the cost of the Memory Maker. They increased pricing on all annual passes. They increased costs on food and beverages. And they increased pricing on tours and now any tour that you take like behind the scenes or keys to the kingdom is now variable pricing so we have variable pricing now for tickets resorts and tours as well as genie plus so uh, no more static pricing i wouldn't be surprised to see them change uh, food to dynamic pricing as well oh. <laughs> could you imagine that today your mickey bar is 650 tomorrow it's 725 Oh, my gosh. That would be crazy. Let's not even say that because, you know, that's just putting bad juju out there. It is. The the one area that Disney World did not go up in in price yet is their single and multi-day tickets. Um, You know, if I was a betting man, I I would assume that they're going to go up uh, in the relatively near future as well. Um, What I am looking forward to when I go the uh, first week of December is to see what the price increase on a Mickey bar was. I think the last time I was there, it was six and a quarter for a Mickey bar. So we'll have to see if it's if it's close to the seven dollar so, barrier yet. That is so much. I need to go and see because they sell Mickey bars at um, the grocery store in a box. I'm not sure how many you get in a box. There's but four I in a box, and they're very they're very similar to yeah, Mickey bar. Four. But they're but not. But they but got they're Mickey not, on it. They're, they are the Mickey bars, but they're not the thinner. same chocolate. Yeah. The, the chocolate's thinner. thinner. Yeah. I don't think it's as big overall, but the chocolate's definitely thinner. I'm just um, trying to see, like, if there's a way that we can bring, bring some in. Some in? I don't hey, know. <laughs> put, did you put the dry ice in there? Okay. We're going to put these Mickey bars so, like, in there. They go to inspect your cooler and all the steam <laughs> comes out. Yes. Yes. It's my special effects and also my Mickey bars because if I do the math, I believe I'm going to save money this way. But I'm also going to have to lug around a cooler all day. But yeah. 
I might save like, I don't know, $25. Have you ever seen, there are people who do bring like tons oh, yes. of stuff into the park. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd like to see a guy with the hibachi grill. <laughs> I saw some Just people, did you see the people for Thanksgiving one time and they brought in this <laughs> giant ice chest and then they dressed up like pilgrims and they sat at the train station and they had Thanksgiving dinner. No, oh, that's crazy. Kidding? I I'm never heard of kidding. that. I believe you, yeah. but I haven't heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I, they I, did. Chris, I, I actually think within the past few years, there was a guest uh, with some type of a, a hibachi oh gosh, slash right. charcoal grill. I remember <laughs> that story. It. Yeah. Stop. That's fantastic. Right? I just, gotta do what you, you gotta know, do. It, it is expensive. And, you know, I am the most Disney apologist person ever. So you're not going to get a ton of complaints out of me. I think the last time I complained was when they took away our free parking and it's back, which I'm happy about, but the free parking at the resort was a real bummer for me. But, um, but I, I, I think I understand price increases. I understand, you know, how businesses work and I don't like it, but, but, you know, Tony had lots of opinions earlier and yes. um, I think Tony is probably more representative of, you know, your average guest looking at these prices and going, okay, why? Well, you know, I'm I'm yes. trying to maintain a uh, calm demeanor because yes. price price increases, much like Thanos, are inevitable. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, you can get a box of six Mickey bars at Walmart, which I don't like to go in there, for seven dollars and ninety eight cents. Nice. And that's for six of them. Is it worth that the ice nice. chest? I don't know. Could I keep them frozen? I don't know that either. I don't think, will they let you bring an ice chest in? I I think those are banned, actually. Isn't it? No, you can't have loose ice. Oh, okay. That's an interesting distinction. But I don't know if they said anything about dry ice. I don't know. Those can hurt you, right? Like if you touch dry ice, and they're like, ow, I lost my flesh. It'll freeze you. Yeah, 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 it's bad. If I've ordered... I've ordered cookies from Porto's, which is like a bakery out in L.A., and like they'll arrive and the kids are like, don't go near the dry ice. Yes, it'll it'll burn you. But um, yeah, you just tell your kids like, guys, I have a box of six at home. Yeah. So we don't need to pay seven dollars for one. You know what? I, I will never eat a Mickey bar ever. The only reason I would eat one is if I'm on a Disney cruise, because the secret on a Disney cruise is you can get a Mickey bar at pretty much any time. Um, Are you serious? Is it included? It is. And here's the other thing about oh a Mickey gosh. bar. Say, for example, you go in and you don't want a fancy dessert or you just want to be left alone with your Mickey. Like, you're just like, I got to get out of this dining room. Maybe that's just me, but the dining room. I think it takes so long on a Disney cruise mm. by dessert. I just want to be left alone. You can actually get a Mickey bar to go. You can eat it there, too, but you can get it to go. Is that what you usually get for dessert on the cruise, Tony? It is, and if you eat it in the dining room, they will usually give you a little cup of sprinkles to to dip (gasps) your Mickey bar in. I hate that. Krista hates sprinkles, but I I don't actually do it just because I had it, and I could. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get you on a Disney cruise. Liza, Liza, there is no better joy than calling room service and ordering like six Mickey bars and having them bring them to the room. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I can think of a lot better things, but okay. <laughs> I lead a very sheltered life, Chris. <laughs> I know, but that, oh my gosh, that could be dangerous though, Tony. It could be, it could, well, it definitely would be dangerous for me with my lactose issue. <laughs> So funny. I can't even have Mickey bars anymore. Don't eat too yeah. many of them, Tony. You end up like me. Right. That's why I can't eat ice cream anymore because I ate it every day for 15 years. <laughs> yeah, you like ice cream. You know. <laughs> I ruined my life. Uh, I what? hate going out for like like when you and I are somewhere and I'll be like, hey Liza, let's go. Like if we're in Universal, we'll go to Florian's. And you're like, I'm sorry, I can't have any. <laughs> like it's no fun I'm with you. So disgruntled. <laughs> about it because it's my favorite thing ever and i'm just too afraid now i'm scared yeah no we nobody wants that reaction so putting yeah they need to be putting like some science and funding (laughs) into curing this issue (laughs) federal government okay maybe if you have you tried it recently maybe it went away 
I'm scared, man. Okay, I get it. It's too scary. I, I, the non-dairy is fine. The non-dairy is fine. If you can get it, I it passes enough for me. I'm okay. Um, yeah. And you would think more people would be doing that now. Yeah. It's 2023. Oh, yeah. It's almost 2024. We need to get with the non-dairy. So, yeah, Liza, no. let, let me ask you a question. Mm. If if you can't do dairy, how are you with Dole Whips? I'm great with Dole Whips. I love Dole Whips. Oh, and speaking of Dole Whips. Nice segue. Because this is something that I can have. So I was so excited to see that there are three new Dole Whip treats coming to Animal Kingdom and the Tamu Tamu refreshments. I really love the Africa section. So this is really fun in the Harame Village. First one that they said was the Dole Whip orange soda float with strawberry syrup on top. Now, am I going to get that one? Absolutely not. I am not a fan of Fanta. And I'm pretty sure it's a Fanta-type soda. And it, to me, it would be a little too sweet. But if you like soda, orange soda, and you like Dole Whip, I bet it's a good combo. I really do. Then the next one is the Dole Whip with the pineapple juice. But you can get the Parrot Bay coconut rum in it. Or they have the Dole Whip Hard Cider Float that has Dole Whip with Ace Pineapple Craft Cider, which I'm not an alcohol drinker really, but I would actually try it. I would do it. I would take one for the team and probably have to be carried out. But I, it sounds really good to me because I love cider and I usually get the non-alcoholic kind, but I would try it. I would definitely try it. Would you try it? Dole I, might, I might try I the Fanta one. Okay, the Fanta one. Mm-hmm. It's a no for me. I I don't like Dole Whips at all. Do you remember when Dole Whips were exclusive to the Magic Kingdom? Yes. Yes. And now now you can get them. And you can get them at Disney Springs now too. There's a Dole Whip stand. You can get them at really? my uh, ice that. cream place down the street. They have it at um the yogurt place down the street. It says Dole Whip. Dole yeah, pineapple. It's crazy. Do you know who you know who I think uh, gave a dry run on some of those hard cider Dole Whips? Who? Glitter Toaster Strudel. Oh. Now oh, you may no. wonder who Glitter Toaster Strudel is. Well, she is a uh, a Tenric Hedgehog at the Animal Kingdom, who gave birth to eight new babies. Uh, what did you say they were, Chris? Hoglets? They called them hoglets. Hoglets, and uh, I found out that a a when a hedgehog has babies, they are called a prickle. So it is a prickle of hoglets, and uh, they're all doing well. You may see Glitter Toaster Strudel over at Rafiki's uh, Conservation Station uh, because she is an animal ambassador uh, over there. So if you're in the Animal Kingdom, go ahead and check her out. She's also been extremely busy because she had seven of them, another seven, like last year. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. so she's she's getting around, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she kind of needs to calm down a little bit. Yes, she well, she likes her she likes what she's doing. I don't think she's calming down anytime soon. <laughs> hedgehogs are adorable, but I mean, you'd think there are enough hedgehogs at Animal Kingdom. They don't need to have more babies. No, you, you know always need more babies. You always need more babies, and she's got perfect childbirthing hips. She and does. she's ready them. to go. She Ew. is ready to go, apparently. Oh yeah. I want to see the dad. The dad is a stud. He probably only shows up like once every six months with like a gallon of milk and a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, he's wearing there a white beater. <laughs> he's got a white tank top on. I'm back again. She's like, oh, no. Didn't you have seven with my cousin last week? You know, she's like, uh, that wasn't me. That was you. And then they're going to go to, like, that court where they do the paternity test. Do you think there's a small hedgehog trailer court there somewhere? That would be so funny. There's a hedgehog trailer park there. Stop. Oh, my gosh. Oh. It's so cute. Well, now that we've degraded a hedgehog, for God's sake, what's wrong with you people? It's oh, her name is true. Glitter. Okay. Well, that's when she used to dance. <laughs> It's very hard to get. <laughs> it's so funny. It's image. hard out there. short little legs. How are you going to hang the pole with legs like that? 
I'm telling you, if I ever get a hedgehog, I'm putting a little tank top on him. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's going to be okay. the cutest thing ever. We, we, okay. should, we should move on to something else. Yes, we should. Uh, what's going on in the cruise line? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Tony. I don't have a lot of information because Dizzy doesn't give us hardly any information. But I am very excited to announce that Moana, a new Broadway-style show, will be opening on the Disney Treasure, which is launching on December 23rd, 2024. Did you book it, anybody? Uh, anybody? I did not, no. Okay, I did. That was my cue to, like, talk about my booking. I'm really excited about it. Like, I, this is total proof that I am an irresponsible adult because this isn't going anywhere for, like, what, over a year and um, I didn't book the inaugural because it was non-refundable, which a lot of times when Disney says it's non-refundable with a cruise, like, say, for example, club level, they let you modify it to something else. But as it turned out, you can't do that for the inaugural on the treasure. Wow. So I booked it for the one after that. But Tony is telling me that it's not going to happen anyway, that they're not going to have that shit done. So. Oh, really? That's well, what he I- thinks. Yeah, historically, uh, Disney ships have have arrived a little late. All of them? Well, uh, uh, at least the Wish. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. the Fantasy was a little late. And, uh, you know, right now the shipyards are are still uh, claiming the COVID backlog is affecting them. So you you would think that uh, over a year from now that they'd be able to meet that target date. But nothing ever seems to go as planned. I I would be very shocked if, if the ship is on time. The few pictures I've seen, it really doesn't look anywhere near like mm. it should look. I, I, but I don't really know what that's supposed to look like. So, you know, but I have followed a few pages and stuff and I'm like, well, that doesn't look great. So I really hope it happens because it's probably my my twins will age out of the kids club after that. And I I want them to be able to go because I think it'll be fun. So. Right. Well, I do think that there's nothing irresponsible about booking as early as possible. That's the smartest move. Especially for a cruise. Yeah, Disney Cruise Line also changed their placeholder policy. Ooh, tell me about that. Uh, Previously, when you you made a placeholder, it's a $250 deposit for your stateroom. And then once you pick a date, you were required to pay the remainder uh whatever additional funds would make up your deposit you were required to pay when you made that date change now disney is extending a three-day period for you to pay that so they've actually given people a little bit of leeway when they turn that placeholder into a real cruise so kind of like a courtesy hold that you would have normally of three days correct that's kind of smart um it is yeah However, uh, if you do not pay your the remainder of your deposit by the end of that three days, then the uh, reservation is canceled, and I believe that uh, placeholder is also canceled. Oh, that would be terrible if the pla- you know we've had that happen as people you know kind of lose their placeholders, but it is kind of like tempting when you're on the ship to be like, of course I want to book a placeholder, and then life gets in the way, you know. Right. No, I mean, a, a placeholder is not a bad idea. You know, like 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 Liza said, book early. And if you know that you're going to cruise again and you can book a placeholder and if you book a seven night or longer cruise, you get a, a, a 10 percent, 10 percent discount, which is which is sizable. And the deposit is only 50 percent of the normal deposit when you book a placeholder. So, you know, you're saving money initially. You're still going to spend it in the long run. But mm-hmm. uh you know, if you can save a little bit of money, it, it makes it worth it. And 10% is 10%, especially on a Disney cruise. That's a nice chunk of money. So that is true. All right. What's, ne- what's next in the hopper? Well, they released the list for the uh, celebrity narrators for the Candlelight Processional coming, which I'm pretty excited about because there's some of them that, you know what, I may have to be single December 3rd through the 5th because John Stamos will be there wait a minute are you gonna go just to see him i would like to probably not but i mean i would i would go on a date with him i'm just gonna tell you that i would go on a date with him he's married with a a baby no i heard they're having issues okay what really no not really no no i'm just making it in the universe okay okay 
I here's the deal with John Stamos. He was so old by the time he settled down. He, what is he going to do? True. He he's going to need her around to take care of him as he gets older. Now, so. my BFF Neil Patrick Harris will be right behind him December 6th through the 8th, which I would love mm-hmm. to see him do it. Love it. Marley Matlin, I would like to see her too December 9th through the 11th. Brendan Fraser, oh my gosh. He used to like be really cute. <laughs> I don't know when he. Well, but he, I mean, he's a good actor. Gets old. That's true. Yeah, everybody gets old. He's still cute though. December twelfth through the fourteenth, he'll be there. Eva Longoria, um, she's right after him. And then my crush from middle school, Joey McIntyre yes. from the. You're gonna say Kingdom. Joey Buttafuoco? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Joey Buttafuoco was nobody's crush. Said anyone oh, that's ever. That's not true. That is absolutely <laughs> not true because clearly he was not one girl's crush. No. So, well, know. it didn't really work out for him, did it? <laughs> no, it did not work out. Nope. <laughs> no. Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block <laughs> used to sing to me in my Walkman, Please Don't Go Girl. It would ruin Ooh. my whole just like a very high pitched voice. I couldn't even sing it because it was so high. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but I think, his, I think his voice dropped a little bit now. I don't think he can do it anymore. Mm. Um, but he's still really cute. Um, we've got some other people that I don't know. He was cute. He was cute. He was cute back in the day. I'm telling you, all the girls mm-hmm. had a crush. Okay. They did. Guys, seriously. Somebody back me up on Facebook. Joey McIntyre was the man. I gotta in 19, look him up. In 1989. Maybe not now. I don't know what he looks like now. Um, Sterling. Oh, well, he came, comes right up. Like, of course he does. Duh. <laughs> he was, like, no, I wasn't listening to that kind of. What year was this? Like 89, 90. Yeah, I was not listening to that. He looks. Okay, he's he he looks. Okay. You got to see him kids. in You're going to have to break up a lot of marriages here because this guy's got a wife and like three kids. I Honestly, mean, I'm only after Stamos at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't break up John Stamos's marriage. What? Do you really want to have a man whose hair is much better than yours? Because honestly, uh, the hair yes, products I alone. I you do. You have so much room in your bathroom. Actually, you do. I it's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, really though, he's still really cute. Yes. It's John um, Stamos. He never ages. He always looks good. He doesn't age. He, he doesn't really age. doesn't. What is the secret, John? So, do you know what I heard? You know what's really interesting is um we had a back when the Ratatouille ride was supposed to open, we heard that he went on that and did a whole commercial and then it never aired. Like, and we only know that because we know somebody who walked him through the ride and um, the the commercial never aired. And I was so disappointed that we never got to see John Stamos on a big rat. Mm. Great. <laughs> so John Stamos yeah. could do whatever he wants to do. He can't. Well, Disney loves him. I wonder if he goes I to do too. We need to try to go there one time and meet him. It's dangerous. If I'm around. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, ooh, John Stamos. He's okay, never I'm going to stop looking at him. Oh, I love him. He's so cute. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. He goes to Club 33. He does. He's a member. Of course he does. Ooh. Wow. I mean, yeah, of course is, he does. There's a there's a rumored list of members. Do you want to know some of them on there? Mariah Carey. Oh, I would love to go when she's there. It says Katy Perry, Gwen Stefani. We know she goes there. Um, Josh Gad, Tom Hanks, oh, Rebel Wilson. Well, we know she. I don't think she's a member, but she did get, did get banned for 30 days for taking a picture in the bathroom. That's where you need to meet John Stamos. So you like, well, oh. I really don't have a chance with him now because his wife's like so young. Well, she's not going to stay that young forever. Well, yeah, but I'm not either. So. <laughs> Well, that's true. But maybe he'll want to trade her in for somebody who's more like a nursemaid quality. That's where you oh, yeah. <laughs> So I can change his bedpan. Hey, John Stamos. It's time for your IV, John. 
and another sponge bath. Oh, you've already had five today? Well, I'll just give you another one. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. John Seamus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know he's still hot. St- I don't care. It's it's okay. I would handle it. Anyway. Okay. Um, His wife is a Caitlin. So that that's a young girl's name, by the way. She's young. She's like in her like early 30s. It says 37. Stop. I'm never going to be yes. able to be with him. I get it. Okay. I. You know what? One day. I mean, you never know. <laughs> do, you, do you like the Beach Boys? No. Okay. That one song he sang with him, I hate that. Like, I have, a, I hate that song with a fiery passion. What is it? It is so that Bermuda, Bahama. Oh, did he say that? I, I, wasn't he in the video at least? In Kokomo? Yeah. You know, sometimes I know he was in there's the been video. a few times I've done quotes and I based the places where the people I quoted on that song. Because they wanted to go somewhere. <laughs> this one client, I swear, they had no idea where they wanted to go, but they wanted to go in the Caribbean. So I sent them a quote to Bermuda, and then I sent them a quote to Bahama, <laughs> then I sent them a quote to Key Largo, <laughs> I sent them a quote to Montego. <laughs> Did you say, baby, why don't we go? And then I was like, what about the Florida Keys? <laughs> nice. I really did it though, but they never That's... landed the plane. I was so tired at the end of it. <laughs> Maybe they thought you were like, they're like, you know what? We we could do better with Expedia. <laughs> no, a, they really couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they really couldn't. I mean, oh, they didn't know what they wanted to do. So I pretty much covered the Caribbean. But thank you to that song. Yeah, no, it's a great geography song as well. Yeah, but I hate good. that song. I hate that. There's like five or six songs if I hear. Well, the other one is Conga. I hate that one oh. so much. And I, I said to myself, you know, I'll go on Guardians once at least. And what do I hear? Conga. So, yeah, it was the first song I got. Don't get me started. Okay, we should digress. Be, or we should stop digressing because, you know, Tony is a serious man. Here. Well, let me finish off though. There's Stephen Curtis oh, yes. Chapman. So if you're into Christian singers, he's a Christian singer. Him, he was popular as with Michael W. Smith. He was another contemporary Christian, and the, the two of them were the same time. And I remember that. And I then don't know how you know this, considering like if you try to go to church, the the ceiling might call, cave in. Well, I'm kidding. I hadn't gone to church in like 25 years. And the first time I go, I told you this story. The first time I go, they could, we're sitting in the church. Like I called it big church, like the big, you know, wherever the people sit. And then all of a sudden there's smoke everywhere. And we all had to evacuate because it caught on fire. That is true. See, see what and you it's a true story. Your mother. And yeah, then I looked I, at my mom and I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, okay. In fairness, you're very nice, and you go for your mom. You go, you go to church. I do, I do. But I mean, the first time I went, like in 25 years, it catches on fire. I don't know. Just saying. But I do remember from my youth, when I was really younger, that those two, Michael W. Smith and Steve Curtis Chapman, like I remember people listening to that. Hmm. I just, I don't know. It just popped in my head. And then Audra McDonald, don't know who that is. And then Lisa Ling, everybody likes Lisa Ling because she knows what she's talking about. I mean, she 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 appears to know what she's talking about and she's got good hair. It's all shiny and pretty. I feel like you missed the guy who's going to be there when I'm there, which is Shang-Chi. So Liza, you, you did, you did miss a couple people. Because um, I was so focused on John Stamos. I know. Well, it actually starts off with Chrissy Metz on November 24th and 25th. She's from what is what was that show? This is us. Yeah, right. I didn't see it. Uh, Louis Fonzi, who is uh, a musician, November 26th and 27th. Oh, and yeah. Margaret. Who's and that? Margaret, November 28th and 29th. She's a singer actress from the 60s. You oh, may remember she her had from an the Flintstones. She was Anne Margrock on the Flintstones. Oh, I love that Flintstones movie. And uh, as Chris mentioned, Simu Liu on November 30th and December through December 2nd will be the I narrator. I thought and, that was the better Marvel movie than a lot of them. Go ahead. Sorry. I would agree. 
And then after you were blinded by Joey McIntyre and you happened to I skip was. over you happened to skip over Sterling K. Brown December nineteenth through the twentieth and Jordan Fisher December twenty first through twenty third. I could no help idea that. who they are. Oh, uh, Sterling because... K. Brown was also on This Is Us. Oh, okay. oh but Joey McIntyre, I mean, come on. Well, and John Stamos. I so mean, those Liza, two if, you, if you had to choose, would it be Joey McIntyre or John Stamos? It's oh Stamos. my gosh, it's Stamos. Okay. I think I have to stand a better chance with him. So yeah. it, it seems like this this is a very big year for new narrators. There are nine new narrators this year. Yes, um, I'm awesome. very shocked to not see Gary Sinise on this list because he has been a a mainstay over the past ten or fifteen years. Um, so no Lieutenant Dan this year, but, but a, a good group, uh, nonetheless. I think I might be going because we're doing this castle to castle thing on December 2nd. We're going to go to uh-huh. Walt Disney. World. I probably mentioned this before. We're going to go to Walt Disney world and then we're going to fly to Disneyland and a bunch of the agents are doing it. And, um, but the night before we're going to be in, and one of the agents is really organized and I love her and she's going to get us. Uh, some kind of reservation. I told her I would go. Nice. So, yeah, I've never been. Sometimes I walk by and I'm like, oh, that looks nice. I know, I've but, walked by it. And now, I would have to sneak in if, like, my man was in there. You know what? I wish I'd known that was important to you because I would have, we could have maybe done a trip. But maybe he'll come back next year. So. Yeah, will be around. Yeah, he's oh. not going anywhere unless, you know. Nothing's happening because I haven't had my chance yet. I didn't know you liked John Stamos. I always figured you were more like a more like an intellectual looking guy, you know. I well, he's cute. He looks like Prince Eric. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> he could totally play Prince Eric. He could, well, old Prince Eric. Old Prince, Prince Eric. Eric's father. Mm-hmm. So Prince it Eric's would... father who walks around with a shirt slightly unbuttoned. Hello. Yes. Ladies. So it, it might be a good time to remind our listeners that if you're going down for the candlelight processional, you might want to take the opportunity to get a candlelight processional dinner package, uh, which uh, Epcot is offering this year at eight different restaurants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a meal and then you get reserved uh, priority seating for the uh, candlelight processional. And uh, has anyone ever done the the dining? Well, we haven't done it. No. Well, I think the Candlelight Processional Dining Package, I've seen the lines to get yeah. into that event. And they can, depending on the speaker and the popularity, but it's usually full anyway. It usually does fill yeah. up. But the lines are so long. People are lining up so early to get in and try to get a good they seat. Are. Yeah. They, they really are. And you have the ability to have a good seat there if you get one of these dining packages i love garden grill that is definitely one of them on my list but that's because i like garden grill like for the food's really good and for nostalgic reasons because i i usually go there for every family trip um but le cellier is really good food too it's just pretty rich you know what i mean yeah it's It's heavy but it's totally worth it yeah They've actually opened up their options. This year they are including the uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse as uh, oh, I like that. as a same-day dining package option. Uh, you cannot pre-book that. Uh, Regal Eagle is quick service, so there is no there are no advanced reservations. And the pricing for that is only $41, which makes it the cheapest of the dining packages. Uh, as Liza mentioned, Le Cellier in Canada is on the list as well, and that is the top end at $104 per person. It's what? High. It's expensive. I guess. Oh, wait. But I do get – you know what? It's probably about 80 per person if you have, like, a full meal there. So, okay. I would, it's good. I, I would totally go to – do you know what? I never liked that place until after COVID. Something clicked there, and it's been consistently amazing ever since. Probably one of oh, my it's top good. three. Yeah, it's good. I've never had anything there that I didn't just think, oh, my gosh, this tastes so good. But I love Garden Grill. But Regal Eagle, honestly, I I really feel like that's a good deal because you get a lot of food, and their food is really, really good. And I like that you get a variety of sauces. I like a sauce variety. If you like Regal Eagle in Epcot, you will love the barbecue on the Wish because I feel like it's got to be from the same people. It's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it's the same stuff. Now, Liza, let me ask you a question. 
Hmm. Regal Eagle or Regal Beagle? Like the Three's Company Regal Beagle? Three's Company Regal Beagle. Where would you rather be? Definitely Three's Company Regal Beagle because I'm a Mrs. Roper fan and I want to be Mrs. Roper for Halloween. All right. And you, Nobody's even, right now, e- even though you know that Larry is going to be in the Regal Beagle and he's probably going to hit mm-hmm. on you and he's no John Stamos. But Larry, that's uh, Don Knotts, right? No, Larry no. was Jack's uh, womanizing friend. Oh, on, Larry, on... that guy with the hair? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the medallion? Yes. Ew. I'd still go to Regal. I'd still <laughs> want to be Mrs. Roper. I would deal with Larry. I can deal with Larry. I've dealt with Larry's all my life. I can get rid of Larry. (laughs) Haven't we all? I know. (laughs) But wait, who was Don Knotts' character? Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley, that's right. I loved him. Oh, Don Knotts. So cute. Anyway, um, you know what else is exciting, though? I do love the land ride, and they are lighting it up with Christmas lights again this year. And they all have, like, little Christmas Easter eggs put in everywhere, like the little sand snowmen and stuff. And I think that's really fun because they, they do offer it a little later when the sun goes down, and you get to see everything lit up, and it's really cute. And I do love that ride. I mean, I'm a nerd that likes the ride. Some people don't like it, but I ride it every time I go. Ditto. It is a must-do for me. It's a must-do for me, too. I have to do it. I love it. So, and it's so cute at Christmas. Oh, they're also having a joyful celebration of Christmas in the World Showcase Plaza, um, celebrating Yay. Christmas and Kwanzaa, which so, I think sounds fun. I feel like Epcot really needs to do a little bit more for Christmas. They have so much space, and, you know, the decorations are never quite, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, they need to put in the World Showcase. How cool would that be if they put those Osborne lights right there? Stop it. Don't even put that dream into my head. I know. I miss them so much. I I will say one thing. You know, they left Hollywood Studios, and I was really disappointed. But I do think Hollywood Studios has some of the best decorations. Oh, they do. Hands down. They're all super fun. You know. I love those. They're just really cute. But. But if you want good Christmas decorations, you got to go to California because Disneyland does it better. Sorry. Um, I don't. I mean, I I love those retro decorations. Yeah, I love them, too. I mean, but I just I just wish they'd do a little more in Epcot because they used to have this like light thing you could walk under. I forget what it was called. Do you remember, Tony? I do not. Okay. Yeah, they it's did. They had like a little light yeah. canopy or something. Yeah, and as you walked into the World Showcase, it was really amazing. And I don't know why they got rid of it because it was very impressive. Um, I th- I think my favorite aspect of Epcot during the Festival of the Holidays is uh, the storytellers that they have in each of the countries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that people forget to do too because they get so busy with the rides and everything. Um, I do like all the food booths. They're always good. Um, oh, yeah, they, and they're bringing back the cookie stroll. They've got the cookie stroll. Yeah. I've never done the cookie stroll. I think the kids started to do it once, and then they were like, oh, it's too much. So I did it with the girls. Yeah, that's cute. And they're also um, having an Olaf's holiday tradition expedition. So you start in the ooh. countries, and you go around, and it's a scavenger hunt. And um, I guess you get a little holiday keepsake at the end if you um, – fill everything up see my kids did it and at the end they gave them like some little pin that was like you know eat your ovaltine or something i don't know it was kind of like one of those wah, wah. <laughs> i was like it's just a, it's a little thing <laughs> but they were thinking they were gonna get like this giant thing and i was like no it's not gonna be some big gift it's gonna be something and it was just like this little button like they they were bait. expecting like the monorail track. Yes, they were expecting to be able to pick something out of the gift shop, get some Mickey ears. They didn't. I don't know. I think in their head they just were thinking in grandeur. We got to do it. We got to finish it. We're gonna get something at the end. I'm like, mm. <laughs> but it was fun. It was that Christmas tree thing. Yeah. And Disney Springs, and we had a good time. That's right. And um, you know this this just goes to show how much there is uh, going on for the holidays in Walt Disney World. And to remind folks that it's not too late to book a trip. Yeah, no. I mean, you know what? See, the thing is, like, 
there's a lot of availability on property. Like I was able to get rooms for people that normally would have been sold out for Thanksgiving week. I've just, I've been booking Thanksgiving week for people, um, which kind of surprises me because normally you think by now, I mean, it's, you know, the middle of October, you think it's pretty hard to get some of those like art of animation, usually difficult to get, but it's wide open and there are discounts. It is. It's very good. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that, that Disney doesn't tell us a lot of stuff. Um, and I forget what we were talking about, but you said Disney doesn't really give us much advance notice. For the first time ever in, in the 12 or 13 years I've been in the travel industry, Disney has given us a heads up on a new discount. So if, if you're looking to go after the first of the year, they are doing a half off kids tickets and dining. Uh, promotion beginning uh what november 13th second week of november uh it begins so disney usually just drops discounts without telling anyone um but for some reason they've given us a heads up on this okay here's our fun question we decided to end it with a fun question um and it's going to be what are you craving on your next for your next trip to disney so i'm going to go to liza first what are you craving okay it is the elusive thing that I've never been able to get my hands on. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can't even get in there because I'm not trying to wait in like a billion dollar, like a billion hour line. Like the line's so long to get in this place. And I just get to, I'm like, I'm not going to do it. The Gideon's can Bakery. I, I want a cookie. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. But you can do the, what is it? Like the virtual queue, right? Well, I tried to, but I could never get in a virtual queue for this cookie you ever. It's never, it's always like virtual queue, not available. So I feel like all you have to do to make a Gideon's cookie is make a chocolate chip cookie twice the size you would normally do and roll it in chocolate chips. That's it. Well, I don't, I, I mean, am, I don't want that one. I don't know. I'm just not that impressed. You know, it's kind of like that crumble cookie place. Do you know what that is? Oh, yes. I don't like those around you. Okay. Okay. So Tony doesn't. Okay. So they have a bunch open around us, which is terrible because we don't really have any great food this in this county. To be honest, we're like at the country part of the Atlanta suburbs, but um, there's not anything around us, right? And so, like, instead of putting in like an interesting restaurant, they put in a crumble cookie place. And so I went there with the kids, and I think. For six cookies, I paid like 30 bucks, which is insane. And they were crap. Mm. I mean, this yeah, they're be crap. Honest, they're just they're not terrible. Good. They're, they're so sugary. That's all you taste. You don't taste like the butteriness of a chocolate chip cookie that you would normally taste. And I feel like, and I haven't had, because for the same reason, I haven't been able to get into Gideon's. I kind of think it might be the same kind of thing. I don't know. It looks different to me because, like, okay, they have a peanut butter crunch cookie. I want to try oh God, that. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. It's, it, they said it's made of, like, a ton of peanut butter. And then Ooh. it's got homemade candied peanuts around it. Huh. Which, and salt. Like, chunks Ooh. of salt. I don't know. It sounds no, no chocolate. And then they've got a pistachio toffee chocolate chip cookie that I would for me. I would like that because it's got chocolate chips and big toffee pieces. I love toffee and it's got salted pistachios and you can see the sea salt on it. And it's a very it says it's known for being our most sophisticated. And I'm all about a sophisticated cookie. Yeah. And the Orlando the Orlando Weekly suggests that you try it first. Um, that's what they said. Now, Tony, I know you've been here. Yes, that we stop in every every time we go. Um, it is it is well worth it for us. We do it on a non park day, so we make sure we get to Disney Springs at 10 a.m. when they open, and okay, we head yeah, right yeah, over yeah. to Gideon's. Um, if not, we'll head over at dinner time and stop by Gideon's to get in their virtual queue, which you have to usually stop by there. Uh, to get into it. And, oh. you know, it, it's usually if you go at dinner time, it can be a three or four hour wait. So Jeez. good to do it before you go to dinner. I know. I know. Uh, the cookies are well worth it. Um, I'm a big fan of the original chocolate chip. Cheryl likes the peanut butter or pistachio uh, oh, flavored cookies. Me and Cheryl are all over those. And she will do the nitro cold brew while we're there as well. So mm, mm. Um, it's it's well worth it. Because the cookies are a half pound, which is a little more than yeah. uh, 
that's probably, you know, four times the size of my normal cookies that I bake. So. Oh, it is. Oh, God. Can I ask you a question? So what do you have to do to get into the virtual queue? Because while I'm pretending to be a snob about these cookies, I want those cookies. <laughs> I yeah, use, they, they usually have people managing the queue uh, right outside the bake the bakehouse. You just go up to them, you you tell them you want to get in the queue. And there's always a line alongside the building. So once they text you, you come back and you wait in line next to the building. But that that wait is minimal. It's like a Russian bread line, a Soviet-era Russian bread line. I don't really want to do that. (laughs) Well, the the amazing thing is I've actually traded jeans and toilet paper for a place in line. So. Did you really stop? (laughs) <laughs> no, he's I making mean, a reference. I will be to- I will bring toilet paper if that's what it takes for this cooking. <laughs> I'll do it. A bunch of Scotty toilet. Like, like hey, it. Psst, 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 come here. You know there's a shortage, right? Trade you <laughs> some toilet paper for this lot hey, spot. Don't, don't put that in the universe. There's no longer a toilet paper shortage. Thank you. There's plenty of it. Just look in my bathroom. Roll after roll, <laughs> as far as the eye could see. That's nice to know. I mean, I, I'm glad to hear about the, not the toilet paper, um, the virtual queue. Maybe I'll do it someday. Because I, I see the big line and I'm like, well, forget that. I can go to Ganachery. It's literally around the corner. But but the yeah. trick is to get there at 10 o'clock when it opens. Yes. Uh, yeah. You want a brunch cookie. It's like Disney is too much pressure. I got to have my virtual queue at seven. I got to have my lightning laser at seven. And then I got to rush over and get in line for a cookie. No, no, no. This is on our arrival day, non-park day. I think that's the best time. I think you're right, Tony. That's a perfect way to do it. I'm going to have to try to plan this. I'm planning my next trip all around getting one of these cookies. And just so you know, Liza, that cookie will last me three days at least. I believe it. I believe it. Now, how much did you pay? Dry. No, What's not that? the premium. Not the premium cookie. Oh, I just asked if it does if it goes dry or gets dry or something. Oh well, we we make sure we bring Ziploc bags with us. Cheryl is, oh, uh, you know, she's she's what? a saver. She's very okay. Don't tell me she brings the Ziploc bags to a buffet though. No. No, that's okay, that's good. who would do that. Only a monster would do that. <laughs> uh, really? Like, um, so, but she's very well organized, and that's a really nice quality. Yes, I, wish I had personally, but okay. Tony, what's your next snack? Yeah, or next whatever that you're interested in. So I am looking forward to uh, Roundup uh, Roundup Rodeo Barbecue because I haven't been oh, yet. Gosh, I want to do that too. And and I would like to try it. And I'm intrigued. I, I just read this week. That they are introducing uh, over at Flame Tree Barbecue in Animal Kingdom, impossible burnt ends. So it's a plant-based Ooh. burnt end, and you know what's, I'm not what, big what, on what, what's a burnt end. It's, you don't it's know like, what a burnt end is. You like your butt? No, it's like yeah, a, it's a barbecue thing. Yes. Okay. And, Imagine this, Liza. You got a pork butt, right? And somebody puts that in a smoker, and it's in there for like eight hours. And when it's done. There are parts of it that are going to be a little blacker than others, right? That when they're cutting that pork up or they're chopping it, whatever they're doing, they're uh-huh. going to have those little pieces. And people love those. Uh, have you not okay. had those before? You're not is really that like a meat a, eater. It's not like a crackling. No, it's not a crackling. It's literally like, you know, like uh, it's literally a burnt piece of meat. <laughs> I don't know what else to put So it. it's just but a it's, burnt piece of meat. Kind of burnt, but it's also probably a little fatty, so it's like Ew. it's good. I mean, no, you'd like it seriously. I would so, like the vegetarian so, one. So I'm not yeah, a, I'm not a, well. See, that's the thing is it's impossible. So it's it's an impossible brand thing. So it's a plant based uh, burnt end, and I'm, I, I'm not big on the plant based stuff, but it it just for some reason it intrigues me, and I would like to give it a try. Oh, I can't wait it. to hear about this. Yeah, that sounds kind of good. There's. The thing about eating in Animal Kingdom is there's really so much good food there. Like, you know, you've got Sanaa, not Sanaa, um, you've got uh, the Tule Canteen, excellent. Um, you know, uh, Tiffin's, so much good food. So it's hard to kind of get me over to the barbecue place, but it is delicious. So. Awesome. Alrighty, that's cool. Is All that right, it? 
And what about you, Chris? What are, what are you looking forward to? Okay, so I have mentioned before that I'm an irresponsible human being, and I decided to go to Disneyland for Thanksgiving, all based, I'm not even kidding, like a couple days ago, I posted on Facebook, I'm really craving this Berea flatbread from Disneyland. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and if I said it wrong, I apologize. I don't, you know, my pronunciation of Spanish words is not good, but the Berea flatbread and the Berea ramen at California adventure, they're both so good. So I kept thinking about it and then I thought, you know what, I've got a lot of, you know, points. Let's go to Disneyland for Thanksgiving. So I'm going there and I'm going to eat Berea everything. Oh, there you go. So spicy. So delicious. So spicy like Stamos. It is spicy like Stamos. (laughs) Maybe I'll see him out there. And that should be that should be the title of our show. Spicy like Stamos. Stamos. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Thank you. Spicy like Stamos. I just he never did anything for me. Did Tony think he does it? Right, Tony? Oh, totally. Eh? Yeah. I, I think he looks better with a shorter hair. I'll give him that. That's nice. Do you know what must stink to be the other guy on that show, the blonde guy? What was his name? Dave Nobody Coulier. Oh, yes. It must be awful to have been him because then you're standing next to John Stamos, who is really quite handsome, objectively speaking. Um, oh, and, and then you're just this pudding, this pile it, of human pudding. And isn't that the guy that Alanis Morissette wrote that oh song God. about? Yes. I know. And I was I was actually singing that song to our friend Alicia on the phone yesterday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So nobody wants to be Dave Cooley. No, no. And then he just like he does. His face looks like a big pile of pudding to me. You know, it's like hard to believe. That he, yeah. He inspired a song like that. Well, it's not hard to believe because that's an awful song. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, she's obviously still cares. She liked him enough to be angry that he dumped her. Well, that's I mean, true. If somebody you don't care about dumps you, you're like, eh, whatever. But it's I think he probably regrets it. I don't think he does. Have you? She's she's not. No. Yeah. Isn't he like a comedian now or something? No. He was. He, he was before anything. he started. Oh, was he? Okay. Probably a good spot to end the show. As always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out our website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on most of the socials. Just search on Mouse and More Podcast. On behalf of Chris and Liza, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good Good night.